0: You are listening to Get Your Sexy Back Podcast with Kim Coffin, empowerment, sex, love and relationship coach. My goal is to bring you uncensored healing and pleasurable wellness through sacred sexuality, sex positivity, and empowerment that feels good to your body. So as a collective, we can release shame, reclaim the places we've been most disempowered, reconnect to our body, remember who we are, and step into our unapologetic power, basically breaking down the walls of our conditioning and the patriarchy together. My pussy is so excited that you are here. Let's drop into this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have a beautiful guest with us today. We have Soraya Leonara, a holistic sex and relationship coach, and we are going to be diving into how sexual empowerment will save the world. We both feel very, very passionate on this topic, and I am excited to see where this goes. Welcome. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you for having me here. You are very, very welcome. Go, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us all about you,
1: and then we'll dive right in. Okay. I am a holistic sex and relationship coach, and even though I use the label sex and relationship coach, the work I do really touches every facet of life because I see sex as so deeply interwoven into everything that we are. It's, you know, sexual energy is what we're made out of. It's how we all got here and arrived into these bodies in this life. It's the vitality that permeates all of existence. Um, It's our creative energy. And so I see sexuality as something that can't be isolated as something that happens between the sheets behind closed doors, but rather something that permeates every aspect of our existence. And so if we're struggling somewhere in the bedroom, it's always connected somewhere elsewhere in our life. And when we start working on things in the bedroom, it permeates to other areas of our life and vice versa. It's very much a two-way street or more of a web or a mandala where it's, it's all interconnected. And so I see that um, the work that I do with my clients will touch all kinds of unexpected areas of their lives. So that's why I call it holistic. It's very multifaceted approach. And sometimes it doesn't feel like we're talking about sexuality at all, but everything that we're discussing applies to sexuality. So it's just really cool yes. to see all the connection points. It is
0: so connected. I love yeah. the way that you explain that. I've been uh, claiming in the last you know, couple of months, like the way you show up in the bedroom is the way you show up in your life. Because it's so connected. And even a few now, um, business women who have wanted business coaching have originally said they wanted business coaching from me, but then they're like, actually, no, I see the connection now I want to go deeper, I don't need business coaching, I need empowerment sexuality coaching we need to dive deep and see what's in there what's hiding what needs to be excavated and healed because then voila we go everywhere right
1: and that's you know our, our sexual energy is is what we create life with and so what else can we create with it and if we're disconnected from that energy it's like we're disconnected from this this whole source of creative essence of vitality it's like our creative superpower or our god goddess self like the fact that we can even create humans with our sexuality is insane to me I mean I think it's like one of those things that people just kind of don't really pay attention to like take for granted but that's like the coolest thing ever that that's how new humans are created and um And so, yeah, like what else can we create with that energy? And when we're disconnected from it, or if we have shame around it, then everything we create, everything we birth into this world is coming from that place of disconnection or shame. And if we're ashamed of our sexuality, then at the core, we're actually ashamed of our own existence.
0: Yeah, exactly. Everything you just said. And yet at the same time, I'd say 99% of our society is disconnected. Would you agree? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's one of the core root problems of everything kind of going wrong in the world today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that is how sexual empowerment will save the world. So let's just jump right in. What are some of the points? Is there any more points around there that you just want to get like really land and let everyone really just hear
1: Yeah, I think I think just coming back to the fact that, you know, our our sexual and creative energy lives in our sacral chakra, like everything that we birth is coming from that, that interconnection. And so if we're disconnected from that, if we're creating from a place of like trying to exert power over or fill a void through exploiting other people, the earth, whatever it is everything we're creating is coming from this disintegrated place that is disconnected from the whole and and from um, that, that awareness that we are all one, that we are all interconnected. And so I think that's what we see with a lot of the power dynamics and power struggles on this planet and the, the rape of the earth and the rape of women and kind of that, that disconnection from the sacredness of sexuality Mm -hmm. and seeing that sex and spirit are two sides of the same coin. Um, And, you know, in the realm of Tantra, like everything is considered sacred. It's, it all comes from the same source. And so being able to bridge that perceived gap and, and come home to our sexuality as being something that is sacred, not something that's profane, You know, I I think it is not by accident that we have been conditioned to be ashamed of our sexuality, or to think that it's dangerous, or it's disgusting, or it's shameful. When when you disconnect people from their sexual energy, they are disempowered. You render them complacent. It's why when we are uh, wanting to domesticate an animal, we we fix them, um, you know. Like mm-hmm. slaves have been castrated for thousands of years when they're wanted to be made docile and complacent. And so, it's it's a very old trick to disconnect someone from their sexuality to render them powerless and complacent. And I I, I mm-hmm. really do not believe that that's by accident.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much we could go into in here. And one of the things you said a little while ago was just it really stuck was how incredible our bodies are that create life as women. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we just kind of look over that we're like, Oh, we're pregnant. What a celebration. Yay. And then that's it. Yeah. And there isn't anything else beyond that. It's like, Oh, sex, no talk. It's like shut down. Um, And that disconnection runs so rampant. I find it even runs into showing up and being seen, feeling what's going on in our body like it, it shows up in so many so many different ways and you have such a good point there with them trying to take power away and if they can't disempower us quickly um, through shame and mm-hmm. and so forth they're actually will castrate or fix or mm-hmm. um, do whatever they can do and the part that gets me is I don't even know why that all started. Like if I I like to go back to the the why and and where that came from, but I know it came from power and and all of that, but that in itself is its own disconnection, wanting this huge power and thinking we have to shame who we are and what we are just to get power back. It's so fucked
1: up. It is. It's so fucked up. And I have kind of an interesting theory around uh, how some of that may have started. I think that the the sexual power of a woman is so immense and so infinite and expansive. And and women, you know, we when we are tapped into that energy, we just ooze life force. Like we are just so the essence of this creatrix that all life is birthed from and it's it's juicy and it's powerful and it can be intimidating and overwhelming. And um, I've specialized in working with men for a long time and helping them come into right relationship with their sexual energy and to be in integrity and to really feel like they have the reins on it rather than it being something that whips them around and pushes them into places of addiction or acting in ways that they wish they didn't. And I I kind of think that some of this um, power dynamic maybe came from some wounding around the way that male and female sexual energy does work so differently. You know, the Taoists say that male sexual energy is like fire. It's quick to ignite, but quick to extinguish. Uh, Whereas female sexual energy is like water. It takes a long time to boil, but once it's hot, it stays hot for a long time. And so this is where we run into situations like the man coming too soon, or like the woman not even being able to get turned on enough before he's done. And I, I would imagine for a long time that has caused some, some feelings of inadequacy, resentment, um, intimidation, and this frustration of like, I just want to please this woman. I want to have this woman. I want to be with this woman. And I don't know how the mystery of her sexual energy works. And, and I can see how that could, um, get projected into a power dynamic and, you know, using, using the, the strength of the body that they have, as a way to try to dominate and and get that sexual energy from a woman,
0: mm-hmm. definitely a projection of power dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yet if we go way 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 back when to when they did worship goddesses, to when mm-hmm. there was carvings on cave walls where a man went hunting with a bow and the woman was behind him with the pussy energy coming out of her pussy literally and going into his bow. Like it obviously was respected
1: mm-hmm.
0: once upon a time. Absolutely. It definitely, right. But somewhere. For a long time. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But somewhere it really got disconnected. So how do you see this showing up in today?
1: Because it's oh
0: manifested,
1: hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think even. The fact that so many schools, and I don't actually know what's going on currently so much, but I know like when I, when I went to school, we were taught abstinence and so much shame and like the STDs and, and it was, you know, teaching kids that basically sex is wrong and just don't have it. And there's no tools around it. Um, And I, I see just the huge lack of education around how our bodies work and that, we do have the ability to be fully at choice as to if and when we create life. And we are not taught that when we are children or ever. So one of the things that I work a lot with men on is uh, learning to have non-ejaculatory orgasms and separating their their seed from orgasm. And I have not used contraceptives uh, for a decade now and have never had a pregnancy scare and it's it's because I track my own cycle and yeah. my partner knows how to orgasm without ejaculation and like we are actually designed very intelligently designed to be at choice as to when we create life um as to as to choose that and we're not taught that and so the amount of accidental pregnancies that happen and people that feel disempowered to have choice over this huge decision um And, and the women that don't feel like they have a choice and, and the men that don't know how to play a role in that. um, I see that as a huge, huge problem. And just, you know, we've never been given those tools. So many people don't even know it's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: We've just really over decades and decades and decades lost our way. And that is why sexual empowerment is so, so needed, but not only for women, also for men and also for couple, I, I feel there's a really nice trio there that can be mm-hmm. served and it's so powerful. Oh my gosh. Well, maybe we should just go into sharing on when somebody is disempowered versus what happens when we are empowered and how that does shift in relationships and self.
1: Absolutely. Well, yeah. And I I would say, like, kind of speaking to that trio, like as a woman, knowing how your body works, being able to track with your cycle, having tools to bring regularity to your cycle, if it is irregular, that's something I've definitely struggled with in my life. And just knowing that we can learn the language of our body is such an empowering thing. And to to not have any idea what's going on with our body is is so disempowering. We're just kind of left without a way to navigate um, and for men, I really see uh, speaking again to their their sexual energy, like fire. Um, untamed fire burns down the world, whereas channeled fire fuels it and mm-hmm. illuminates it and warms it. So they have this incredibly powerful energy about them, but they can kind of feel like um, you know suddenly they're in the the driver's seat of like a high powered race car that they never learned how to drive, and it can be this like totally erratic energy that feels um elusive or uh too crazy like they just don't know how to work with it and so for them i think understanding how to channel that fire and how much good that can do for the world and and for their own experience is is so key and on the level of the couple I really think that we always need to be having a team effort around this. I think for so long things like pregnancy prevention are just like expected for the woman to deal with. And mm-hmm. like so many couples are like, maybe not couples, but lovers. Like when people have just hookups and things like this, I mean, there's so many men that don't even check in about that or ask about it and just assume the woman's got it covered. Um, and so I, I would love to see more of that team effort between couples, not just around um, you know, pregnancy choice, but, but just being able to work with sexual energy as something that they can fuel their entire life with and to let something larger than the two of them move through the container of their love and sexual connection and to have a dialogue around, um, yeah, how does our energy play and dance together rather than- yeah. I think sometimes people can get into like ego battles around their sexuality without even realizing they're doing it. And so uh, there can be insecurity or shame or projection or frustration, competition. Like, how do we come together and recognize that as a team, we have the shared intention of having the most pleasurable, connective experience possible? And how do we support each other in, in mm-hmm. creating that, co creating that? Mm
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've mentioned a couple of times tracking cycles. Um, I tracked my cycle. I haven't been on birth control for 25 plus years, somewhere in there. Somewhere Mm -hmm. in there. I did use cycle tracking. I used cervix and fluid and height and temperatures to get pregnant with uh, my first two children, many in between. Mm -hmm. I had a few miscarriages in there. I needed to track to get pregnant. And that was brilliant. That was like, amazing, amazing information that I still use that people are like, you've touched your cervix. Yeah. Every day <laughs> I touched my cervix. And yet there's women who won't even hold a mirror there and look at their pussy or look at their cervix or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, same with fluids. And I love actually, I'm going to like celebrate this one. Cause I do have three teenagers, um, but my youngest is a girl, she's 15 and a half. And I actually talk to her. I was like, Oh my gosh, I haven't explained to her about different fluids a few weeks ago. And I just sat in her bed. I'm like, okay, so, you know, you get more of like, right after your period, it's going to be a little bit more watery. And then it's going to go into like an egg white around when you're ovulating. And then it's going to go a little bit more into creamy right before your period comes. And she's like, huh, I was wondering what that was. Like mm-hmm. if somebody had had that conversation with me mm-hmm. years ago, we wouldn't have been having sex when there was more of an egg white cervical fluid coming out. Right. Like that is the fluid that helps the sperm actually get to the egg faster. And that's the fluid that the sperm can live in for three to four to five days even. Um, But those conversations aren't had, they're never had. And Mm -hmm. that in its own is very, very disempowering to all the teenagers out
1: there. Absolutely. What a gift that she has you to share that with her.
0: Yeah, it's um we're getting there in sex ed these days, but it's still not all the way there, right? It's very important to to teach these things. And we spoke of probably a couple weeks ago on a podcast about women or girls and young girls, as soon as they are starting to notice boys as soon mm. as they are like, Oh, I love you. Oh my gosh. I want to be with you and how they give their power away.
1: Mm.
0: Thinking that this man, this prince is going to ride them off into the sunset and they're going to be happily ever after. And that their only goal is to get married and find this amazing man. Mm-hmm it hurts me. It hurts me that these girls are learning this. It hurts me that we were taught this, like, what the heck? It's not so much taught. It's more of a silent message starting Mm -hmm. with Disney, right? Starting with all of these movies. Oh my gosh. Harlequin romance, like all of these shows and movies and so forth that, that dispel this message. And it hurts. It hurts the young women. It hurt us. And we're reversing that now and learning how to heal that.
1: Absolutely. And it is, it's so disempowering. We get all these messages through movies and and songs and pop culture of like, you complete me, I'm lost without you, you're my everything. (laughs) And so, you know, coming into this place of a sexual sovereignty of learning our own body is knowing what we what we like what we don't like knowing how to pleasure ourselves knowing how to fill our own cup um, knowing that we don't need somebody else to do that for us it's it's wonderful to have that it's so much fun it's delicious but we don't need it and when we and when I think when we have that sense of like self-worth and empowerment around being able to fill our own cup it's uh, we're not so much like seeking to fill a void externally, and that mm-hmm. is truly empowering.
0: Yeah, and and filling that void, just to, for our listeners to listen to, like that can look like constantly scrolling on social media. Yes. It can look like overeating or eating um, food that just isn't good for you, but you just want it to fill a void. It can look like addiction, going into drugs and alcohol. And you can also even have an addiction with a partner, right? It could go into being in love with this man and you just need them. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many ways that this can show up. I also think it shows up in overworking. It's like we're overworking to numb ourselves out because it hurts too much that we've disconnected.
1: Mm -hmm. That's a huge one. And and to stay busy and productive.
0: Yes. Because then you're a good woman and a good mom and a good wife and a good everything. Exactly.
1: Mm -hmm. That was sarcasm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Of course. That was sarcasm in case anybody didn't (laughs) gather that. That was like, oh, no, that's not the Mm -hmm. truth. That's not Mm -hmm. our power. When we are empowered in our sexuality, in our body, in our creative juices, and in our flow, like,
1: oh, it's just so yummy. It is. And actually, on that note, I find that the over busyness and the overproductivity, and I say this from personal experience and seeing it in so many other places, um, that can be one of the biggest hindrances to our sexual empowerment, like if we are filling all the gaps, it's like there's this Um, like juvenile distorted, distorted masculine energy. It's not like the true masculine energy, but it's like this distorted young energy that means to fill every gap, gotta get it where I can. It's like trying to penetrate every space. And so we'll see this when it comes to like, um, money or sex or opportunity, where maybe somebody jumps on it because they don't trust that something better is going to come along or something more aligned, and maybe it doesn't feel totally right to them. But it's like this scarcity around what if nothing else comes along, or I've got to I've got to like gather up as much as I can in this period of time. Um, and when we fill all the gaps, when we fill all the space, there isn't space for that luscious feminine inspiration to come through. Um, There's no space to like feel and and listen to our own channel. And so I think that slowing down and bringing spaciousness into our lives is actually where the richness of that inspiration and and feeling that sexual energy pulse through every moment can fully express rather than being on autopilot and checking things off the to-do list.
0: Mm hmm yeah, I I've been slowing down and slowing down and slowing down, and trying it more and more for four or five years now. And just keep slowing it, and mm-hmm. with that comes that richness of even smelling your food, tasting your food, noticing that ooh, my body's really not liking this right now. What is this? What can I check in and see what's going on that maybe I'm trying to bypass or skip over? Um, there's so much more. Yumminess. I can't even explain it. We were on holidays last week traveling and it was busy. It was way too busy for me. I did not plan the week. My brother in law did. And we were traveling with my husband's very senior parents. So it was one's in a wheelchair, one can't hear. It was very busy on airplanes, at airports, running around. And I just needed to slow down. And it was hard for me to find little bits to slow down. Uh Um, but I did even in the car, if I had to put in my AirPods and just listen to a meditation, just Mm -hmm. ground, just move some energy, even through my chakras, like just start to feel them come back alive and just stay in my own little bubble for even 10 minutes. Um, it was, it was too busy and I, and I felt it and I was going with the flow last week, their flow, not my flow.
1: Uh but uh,
0: I'm grateful to be back and just now back in my flow, my speed that's nourishing Mm -hmm. and feels yummy.
1: That's such a good point you make too, of, of being able to slow down and listen to what the body needs. Um, one of the things that I see so often is like, when people are struggling with their sexuality, they think they're having some sort of sexual dysfunction, whether it's like not being able to get wet or having pain during sex or not getting hard or staying hard or coming too soon. Like I find all of these things have some deeper uh, psychological or energetic root to them. And it's not that the body is not working. Most of the time, I mean, there can be some physical things for sure, but um, most of the time the body's communicating. It's like, it's yeah. sending a message that like, I need more time or I need you to tune in with me more or this situation isn't right or there's something you're not communicating that needs to be communicated. And so um, it's it's such a gift when we can slow down and learn the language of our body and really listen and craft our lives around what the body is is speaking to
0: hmm. And this is all done through sacred sexuality. Like this mm-hmm. is what you and I both do. This is how we accomplish mm-hmm. this slowing down, this coming home, this listening to our body that turns into incredible relationships, incredible careers, incredible partnerships, amazing sex. Like it, it turns into so much amazingness that at this point, I don't know why everyone doesn't have a sexuality coach, to be honest,
1: right? Like, hello, everyone should. It's such important work. It's there's, there's so much that we kind of rush past in life that I feel like this work helps slow down and tune into on such a deeper level. And it, it really does feed into every area of life. Like I always say, Sexuality, um, sex, sexual energy responds much better when you talk with it rather than at it. I think like sometimes we can have this expectation that our sexual energy is supposed to respond or behave in this way. Give me this orgasm. Give me this pleasure. I want it right now. Why aren't you doing this right now? And and when we talk with it and we listen, like, what do you need? What's what's the vibe? And I, I feel like it's very like sexual energy is kind of a lot like um, cats. And, that you know, it's like it can be you got to like coax it sometimes and, and like listen and have finesse and not just come at it like maybe you would with a dog. Um, but but sometimes there there can be like more of a, a listening and a softness and like trying to coax it out of hiding if, if there has been, you know, blockages around it um, and not just having this expectation that it's going to like come at the snap of your fingers. But how how do you learn its language and and work with it in a way that is. A, a dialogue and, and a reverence for this potent, primordial, powerful energy. So I think um, you know that that kind of applies across the board to so many areas of our life too. Of like, where are you just uh, overriding? Like, what's what's trying to be communicated? Where are you not paying attention to the subtleties and just kind of on autopilot with some trajectory of how things are supposed to go, rather than checking in every step of the way. So I think yeah, learning to listen mm-hmm. to the body in the realm of sacred sexuality can just uh, supercharge the rest of your life in so many amazing ways. Like help you dial in that that intuition and that listening and the co-creation with everything around you.
0: Mm-hmm. And to add on to that, to truly step into your power, like to mm-hmm. truly step into who you are, what you're here to do, and to really energize and magnify your life Mm -hmm. on so many levels that until you've done it, you, you can't even imagine what we're kind of talking about. I remember myself years ago going, I don't know what they're talking about. So it's like, it's like, you could say mind change, mind blowing, life changing, but that's not even showing the full iceberg. Like there's so much Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that can really come out of being empowered in your sexual energy and your
1: sexual self, so much, absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, it it truly is. It's like it's fueling everything you do with with the most potent creation force in the universe. You know, it's it's like you're you're turning that on, and it's it's moving through you at all times. It's not just something that's moving through you in the bedroom, but it's it's something that's kind of fueling your. Your every move and so to to have that connection it changes everything
0: Mm, it really really does Mm -hmm. is there any last thing that you would like our listeners to
1: know I would say the more that you can peel away the false layers of self that have kind of gotten piled on top of you through the course of life through Programming, conditioning, trauma, other people's projections or expectations, and and really coming home to that that core essence that lives underneath all of that. Really working to do like the the deprogramming, the unlearning, um, working on the unconscious level with the body because the body is the the map the doorway to the unconscious and so that's the other thing I love about this work is it helps us work through blockages that we can't see with the conscious mind and the more that we start to work on that level and peel away those false layers of self and come home to our truest essence that that is is such a powerful um kind of internal compass north star that you can follow Mm -hmm. and and it takes time and it takes patience, but uh, just the body I find is, is the most powerful way to find that, like listening to the body and, and learning the language of the body. And I find that to be one of the most empowering pathways I've ever walked to come to know me and then bring that through into the world, regardless of like what other people are going to think about it. Or um, what insecurities I've had in the past, or voids I've tried to fill with external things, that that knowing of the true self always lays the path for how to, how to fill your own cup and cultivate that sovereignty and, and to really live life from that place of deep inner knowing. and mm-hmm. to be unfuckwithable, to be, you know, like not able to be swayed by other people's bullshit, but to just be so in tune with yourself. And to let that guide the way, I guess that's, that's like the thing I would speak to is, is just how important it is to come to know the body in this way and let it guide you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Everything you just said. Yes. It's the
0: biggest, most amazing gift you can give yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm, it's been so, so fun. I think we, you and I could talk for hours Absolutely. and hours. And I am just so honored to have you join us. And I just want to thank you so so much. We're gonna drop your info also in the show notes. Is there anything special that you have coming up that you wanna share with our listeners?
1: Oh um, I I have several online courses that are on my website right now, and I'm gonna be creating a couple more this winter one is going to be for women around um how to dance with the masculine both internally and externally in a way that you are staying true to yourself you're not getting lost in those kinds of stories we were speaking to earlier um and you're you're able to kind of learn the language between the masculine and feminine and not only how that expresses externally but how it expresses internally because we're all made of of both energies and so you know, I really see that the relationship we have with the external masculine reflects our relationship with our internal masculine. So we're gonna be doing a lot of healing inside and out around getting to know our internal masculine and learning to speak the language of the masculine um, sexually, emotionally, all, on, on, on all the levels of like, how do we really create harmony um, and polarity? between between those two energies. I think that's something that gets lost a lot between men and women because we are wired as opposites. So we can either really butt heads or miss each other like ships in the night, or we can harmonize beautifully, like two poles of a magnet or a battery um, that generate energy and attraction. And so we're gonna be diving into all of that, um, how to have just really healthy relationships with the masculine and, then I'll be offering a course for couples at some point in the in the winter too, where we'll be diving into a lot of those same topics, um, how to really speak one another's language, cultivate polarity, navigate conflict and communication consciously and effectively, and uh, exploring different sacred sexuality practices. So just really kind of supercharging uh, the container of your relationship so those will be coming out sometime this winter and if you get on my mailing list or follow me on instagram then you'll get all the details about all of that beautiful beautiful
0: thank you for sharing and i will drop those links in the show notes and
1: until next time thank you so much for having me kim it's been so beautiful talking with you you're so so welcome
0: I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you got a juicy nugget or two, scroll down on whatever app you're listening to and leave a five-star rating and review. I invite you to follow me, join the conversation, the weekly lives and a lot of other amazing free content in my private Facebook group. Let's get your sexy back. You can also friend me personally on Facebook, Kim Coffin and follow me on Instagram. at get your sexy back coach. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, don't be shy. Reach out. I'd love to connect with you.